This is Nell Fuller, co-founder of FemEx Columbia and the host of Venturing Voices. We are excited to feature another female entrepreneur located here in South Carolina who is getting a lot of shit done here in the new year. Today's guest, Caitlin Van Bean, took a huge leap and left her corporate job to pursue a career as a Pilates instructor. Originally living in Tennessee for her entire life, she moved to Columbia, South Carolina for a new job opportunity in 2015, a big decision that she only had a short amount of time to consider. Pilates had always been in her life since her early 20s, and she does not shy away from discussing how the practice impacts her mental health. She always knew she wanted to share it with other people, and eventually it became something she decided to do full-time. Caitlin is preparing to open her new brick-and-mortar Pilates studio, Rise, at the beginning of the year, and I'm thrilled to discuss how she got to this point in her journey. Recording from the Femex co-work space in Columbia, South Carolina, this is Venturing Voices. How you doing? Good. Awesome. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Um, just a little introduction for everybody. Caitlin, I've known Caitlin since, um, I guess, the end of 2020. Yeah, I think uh, beginning of November or beginning of December is when we met. Yes. So Caitlin has, you know, started out middle of the pandemic, right after we opened and moved her studio into the space and then has grown tremendously and is setting out on her own brick and mortar space. And so I'm really excited to talk with her today and have her share her story of, of how she got here. Thank you for having me, Nell. So I think I'd be remiss if I didn't say at the upfront, like the only reason I'm here today is because of you. So thank you for that. You know, like you said, I had a Pilates studio in my home and I actually filed my LLC in um, April of 2020. Great time to start a fitness business. <laughs> What are you going to do, right? Um, but moving to FEM and having the FEM community, um, and, and honestly, without, you know, making you explode your head, having you has been huge because I've learned so much, and that's part of the reason why I've been able to grow like I have and why I'm able to move into this brick and mortar coming up. So I'm really excited to kind of share what my experience has been in the hopes that other people can have that same experience and follow their passion. Tell me about you. How did you get here to Columbia, South Carolina? I love people's stories, especially if they're just kind of all over the place. And that's kind of how I feel mine is. So I got here in 2015 because I moved from Chattanooga, Tennessee, where the company I worked for has a sister company here in town. And I was part of a development program that required us to move to one of the other locations for a year, for a year-long rotation. And just because I'd been with that company for a while, and my husband actually works for that company too, the gentleman who is in charge of the sister company here in Columbia um, was familiar with me as he had gone up the ranks with the, the larger organization and with my husband. And one day I just happened to be chatting with him. It was uh, October, actually, of 2014. He said, what are you doing next in your rotation? So I don't really know, to be perfectly honest. And he said, would you be willing to come to Columbia? I've got a position that I'd love to have you in if you'd be willing to do it. And I was like, well, uh, it's kind of fast to move, like three months to start in January. And so I just teased, you know, would you have anything for my husband? And he got quiet for a moment. He said, well, well, yeah. But he, he had worked with my husband before. So in the space of three months, we 
packed up everything, sold the house that we had built three years before. Wow. Moved into an apartment, which was a big change. We hadn't lived in an apartment in a while. And um, I had actually never left Tennessee. Uh, I had always lived in Tennessee. I had not always lived in Chattanooga, but I had lived in Tennessee my whole life. So that was a, a big, scary change in starting a new job. And the position that I moved into was actually a brand new organization, not a year old that was finalizing um, being a department. This was brand new. So that was really fascinating. And then I ended up from there as owning a Pilates studio. So yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a big transition. Yeah. What did that look like? That moment that you decided that, A, you were interested in Pilates and potentially opening your own studio to getting that? That was a, like a 10, 15 year journey. I actually found Pilates in my early 20s. I started dealing with a lot of anxiety and uh, this was before mental health was something that we really talked about. I legitimately did not know what was wrong with me. I can remember waking up one morning at like 22, <laughs> it was like 6.30 in the morning. My parents live in West Tennessee, so they're on Central Time. So 5.30 in the morning for them. And I called home and asked my dad what it was like to have a heart attack. So I just, I started dealing with a lot of panic and anxiety. And I had been really lucky to just have met this woman at, at a wellness center in Chattanooga who recognized that I was really struggling and said, hey, maybe you should try this Pilates. I love this lady who's teaching it. And so I found Pilates um, through this very specific woman. Her name is Sydney, and she owns a Pilates studio called Pilates Tonic in Chattanooga. So I started working with her, and then I just immediately fell in love with Pilates. And I knew very early on, I want to share this with other people. Caitlin never thought she would be the type of person to work for herself, as she assumed she would always work the typical nine-to-five for someone else. It took time and experience to realize that sitting in a desk was not for her. When you are doing the right thing, it feels like the right thing, and Pilates always felt like her escape. After struggling with motivation, she decided to leave her corporate job to have more time to focus on herself. This took some getting used to, especially financially, but she eventually found motivation in an event that impacted every one of us, the pandemic in 2020. When you constantly feel like you're beating your head against a wall, you're probably doing something that, that's just not right for you. After moving here, and I had been in corporate America for, at that point, about seven years, I realized, like, okay, I just don't think this is it for me. So that's when I started really exploring. I want to be a Pilates instructor. And then I said, forget instructor. I want to own a studio because then I can tell everybody about Pilates. I can give it to everybody. I can give what was given to me um, by Sydney and by every other instructor I've ever encountered. Um, so it was a, a long process. Um, I actually left the, the corporate um, organization that I worked for and went to the work for the university because I needed more Caitlin time. I was still teaching for another studio here in town, but then the pandemic hit and I said, okay, well, I, this is the kick that I needed to just make it happen for me. I need to be in charge of my own destiny. I'm going to control what happens to me, whether I win or lose, succeed or fail, I get to own that. Uh, and so that was when I decided I'm just going to do this myself. Um, so it was definitely a long journey and I don't think it has to be that for everyone, but that was how I was able to go from, I'm working for someone else. They're going to pay me to, okay, now I'm on my own. 
Sharing something you're passionate about is a motivating feeling. Caitlin is always very open about how her mental health journey has inspired her. I was talking with a client today, actually, and we were talking about dissatisfaction in in our our jobs. And I had shared with with her my journey, and she had experienced some some things in the last couple weeks. And so when she came in today, she's like, oh, my gosh, I knew I wanted to talk to you about this because you've been there. Mm -hmm. And I told her that I remember um, back a few years ago, I did not know it at the time, um, but I I knew shortly thereafter. Um, Evidently, I, I was experiencing some... Um, uh, situational depression. Mm-hmm. Didn't didn't know that's what it was. And again, I think my mental health is such a huge part of the Pilates journey for me. So I try really hard to be very honest and open about that. I did not realize it at the time, but I would call into work sick because I, I legitimately was sick. I was sick in my head. I could not get myself out of bed. I just could not find the motivation to go in. I don't experience that anymore. I do experience fear. I do experience doubt. All kinds of emotions that aren't just happy and perfect, right? But it's it's still right. It's still the right thing. Even on my, my scariest week, let's say, where I've had clients cancel on me because of whatever's going on in their lives and I didn't have any income come in this week and I'm just shaking my head thinking, oh my God, what am I doing? I still sit down and breathe and say, man, this is still, my worst day here is still better than my best day doing anything else. Caitlin's personal favorite success story in her young career came from inspiring one of her clients to pursue their own career in Pilates. Like many of us, the 2016 presidential election nastiness hit Caitlin very hard. Over the course of the next few years, she found herself looking in the mirror and recognizing the privilege she felt she had as a white woman. As a civil rights movement swept the country in 2020, Caitlin wondered how she could address and improve upon her feelings in a Pilates community that is typically catered to white women. Through conversations, she inspired one of her clients, who is a person of color, to become a Pilates instructor through talking about how they can unite the community and bring more diversity. While it may seem small, it takes a lot of people doing small things to make the change we wish to see. I had never been super, super into politics, but just all the nasty, it just, it hit me really hard. It hit me really hard. And I remember falling asleep to um, election coverage and waking up around like two in the morning and, and they were saying what had happened. And I turned off the television and woke up the next morning. I was like, I think I dreamed that. And I did it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so that, for me, that was the catalyst to say, okay, so here's the thing. You are in a position of immense privilege. Um, I am a white female. I identify as a woman. I, you know, I, I am your, just as basic as it gets, right? <laughs> That's a position of immense privilege. And I definitely still, you know, as a woman, we still encounter um, struggles that we have to go through. But it's such a position of privilege. And so I said, okay, I'm going to use this privilege and I'm going to, you know, help and do what I can. So the thing that I'm probably most proud about that I've been able to be a part of was when, um, when George Floyd was murdered and a lot of the protests really just started kicking up in our country. Pilates is a, a very female white community and there was a lot of upheaval in the Pilates community about like this is embarrassing why aren't we doing more and and everything um so I've really tried hard to Pilates is not super accessible because it's really expensive and uh, historically you've got your your socioeconomically disadvantaged groups are, are not able to take advantage of it and that tends to be you're also 
uh, racially or, or rather politically disadvantaged groups, and that tends to be your people of color. So I have one client who is not a white woman, and I talked to her, just just talked to her. I said, hey, I, I just want to talk to you if that's okay, and thank God, she's a beautiful woman, and she took on, and she didn't have to, <laughs> helping me and educating me and, and growing with me. That created this beautiful bond, and she told me one day how much she appreciated how open I was and how vulnerable I was and that I had shared with her that I really wanted, like I wanted to be able to help the, the people of color and, and the community that was suffering so hard, but all I had to give was Pilates. <laughs> that's, that's all I've got, right? I can volunteer all day long, but like my skill set is Pilates. And so now she actually is pursuing a Pilates education. Um, and that feels so good. She comes to see me once a week because she's really trying to deepen her education before she goes into her training. But um, I am so thankful to have been part of that. It's so small. For her, it's huge because she's getting to do what she loves. She found a passion and she gets to pursue it. And for me, it's huge because I feel like I did something practical and this is a little thing and I can do more. We have more content coming up, so stay tuned after a short break to hear more of Caitlin's story. Now that Caitlin is in the thick of opening her own storefront, we discussed how it felt to get there. Though it was terrifying for a risk-averse person like herself to take that leap, having a helpful community and taking things one step at a time has helped keep her feet on the ground. It's important to not let fear stop us from doing things. I'm sure we have all been scared of getting on a roller coaster before, but doesn't it feel so great when you finally can say you got on the ride? Caitlin does things because she has the ability and she likes to continue to push herself further. You have the confidence now to take the leap and open a brick and mortar, which is huge. And that's risk. You know, I know our, our conversations we've had over the past year, you are more on the risk averse side and every you want to have everything buttoned up and, you know, T's crossed, I's dotted and... And it's big. Like once you sign that paper and are like, I just went way into debt and I'm doing this thing and I'm going to the next level. How does that feel? Terrifying. <laughs> it, it feels very scary, but also it feels, gosh, it feels kind of liberating. And I think that you can probably really relate to this and, and goes back to that conversation. So like, it's it's not just me. You know, I have, I have a spouse and, uh, and we have two cats that we have to take care of, right? Mm-hmm. It's very important <laughs> to take care of. Sweet, sweet Bruce and sweet Birdie. Um, so it's not just me and it's not fair. You know, we, I'm, I'm very lucky with my husband. He, um, he's my partner 100%, but because he's my partner, he's going into this too, right? right. And you talk about risk averse. If you think I'm risk averse, <laughs> he works in insurance. <laughs> so he's incredibly, he, he spent the first half of his career doing risk assessment. Wow. Um, so yeah, so he is incredibly risk averse. But what I what I will say, it, it's those baby steps. So it's the baby steps of starting starting small. So I'm passionate about Pilates, and I stick with it for a period of time, and I say, okay, yep, this is real, this is real. And then mo- moving into here, where again, thank you to you. Like I can't I can't say enough. There, there's been so many people who have helped me in this journey. I, it truly is not something I could have done by myself. I don't think anyone. Well, 
especially women, um, we, we need community to do things, not just because the support is nice, but just from the practical application of we don't have capital. We don't, we don't have things, um, necessarily. So being able to move in here and start to grow my business in such a safe environment. And by safe, I mean, you know, no lease agreement, like those things that would have tied me into a five year lease, expecting me to pay thousands of dollars in rent every month when I didn't have this first client. That's not possible. So honestly, being here for the last year and growing a a client base of private clients, which which is a, a much scarier proposition for the client um, than like a group-based class, one-on-one personal training is a little intimidating. Um, so honestly, if I look back at this time last year, my uh, fear level was so high thinking about signing a lease and, and, and signing a loan for my own place when I had not the first client. And and sure, it's frightening to think about taking on um, a large, a large debt, but it's worth it. Mm-hmm. You know, everything in life is scary. Everything that's worth it is scary. If, if you want children, that is terrifying. Mm-hmm. That's terrifying. <laughs> but that doesn't stop you from doing it. If you, when you graduate from college, that's scary. I, I keep referring to this because I just finished it, but the book Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you if you and I can both remember this together, because we both forget things almost immediately. Um, <laughs> she, she talked about, like, not letting fear stop you from doing things. And so, yeah, it's, it's nerve-wracking, but it, it is also really exciting. Um, the analogy that my business partner and I hit on yesterday that is just, like, chef's kiss perfect is a roller coaster, right? Mm-hmm. So for me, for 10 years, and then for the two of us, for this specific venture for two years, we've been clicking up the hill, that first hill in the roller coaster. Mm-hmm. And it just keeps clicking up, and we're like, oh my gosh, how high is this going to get? When's it going to stop? And now we're at that that apex, that precipice, right before you drop down. Right. And you are your, your stomach is in knots, and you're so scared. But at the same time, you got on the roller coaster. This is what you were going for, and you're really excited. And just as soon as it starts to tip, the hands will throw up in the air, and you will scream with excitement. And I'm getting chills just talking about it. I am more excited than scared. That's what it is. Because you know what's going to happen anyway. What are you going to do about it? (laughs) Right? And so you can either. It's too late now. Yeah, you can approach it with excitement and curiosity, or you can be afraid of it and, and never experience it at all. You know, one thing we like to talk about on the show venturing voices and and, you know, venture is to move forward at the risk of, of, of failure, of, um, you know, rebuff of people telling you you can't do it and you should do it this way and you're wrong. So why do you continue to venture? Because <laughs> I am a very stubborn individual. Um, why do I continue? Because I believe in this. It has taken me years to, to trust myself and to be confident with, with who I am and, and what I do and what I want. And I, I hit a point, I, I can't even tell you when it happened or why it happened. It just happened where I said, I don't really care what anybody else thinks. I don't care. I know what I'm doing. I have done, I, I don't just jump into stuff for the fun of it. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. You know, I, I do, I am planful and I know that about myself. So I, I do anything I do, whether it's this business, whether it is marshalling at a reproductive rights rally when I'm just like, what What am I doing? I just do it because, one, it's important. It's important, so you just have to do it. And two, because I can. 
because I can and because I'm going to. When we recorded this interview, Caitlin was still in the process of opening the storefront. But as we mentioned before, her own brick and mortar space will be opening at the beginning of this year, hopefully in February. Fingers crossed, Caitlin. Caitlin and her business partner, Brittany Long, will be opening the store in Columbia and offering Pilates and Pilates-inspired classes, including bar, HIIT, or HIT, TRX, and a Pilates reformer studio. Individual sessions can be booked in January, and group classes will begin in the first quarter of the year. Caitlin feels fortunate and grateful for her to be in this position, and she is looking for ways that the studio can get involved in her community. Yeah, I do have this this larger space coming, hopefully at the beginning of 2022. Is that what year's next? Yes. <laughs> I keep saying 2021. I'm like, no, 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 that's this year. 2020 just never happened. It, it didn't. It really didn't. It just didn't exist. Um, so yeah, I do have this larger venture at 2022, and, and we've been spending so much time planning this new venture. We just started talking yesterday about, okay, so we know... Here's what's going to happen over the next three to four months. Mm -hmm. We have to start thinking about what happens beyond that. So the the nice thing is we have lots and lots of ideas of what can come next that we just ideas, period, that we know we can't execute immediately. So those will get placed into the the back burner. Um, But one of the things that for me as a a human being, and that's going to obviously influence me as a business owner, is the world. (laughs) That sounds so broad. It's important to give back to the community, whatever that community looks like, whether the community is a group of people, the community is a location, the community is a movement, the community is the world, whatever that means. It's got to be something that's grounded there. To, I'm going to mess this quote up, but to whom much is given, much is expected, right? I have had a very fortunate life and I'm so grateful for that. And how embarrassing if I don't do something with it and I don't give people something else. You know, when, whenever I, I die, I don't want... I don't want people to be like, oh my gosh, she made so much money and she... Right. <laughs> look how unblemished her skin is and look at how great her hair looks. I want it to be like, man, she made an impact on me. Mm-hmm. Even if it's just one person, like if not for her, I don't know where I'd be. Cause I know there's so many people who have been that for me and I just want to get back like that. So that, that's, that is an, uh, an unreal answer because there's no specifics, but that no matter what is what's next, that's always what's next. It's so true. And I just, I love having, so many conversations with amazing kick-ass women because there is always something bigger than self um you know and nothing is is absolute of course and everybody's not the same but I just am constantly fascinated and floored by talking to women business owners and founders and um visionaries and it's always something greater than self um, that's driving. And mm-hmm. I think that's so important because business and capitalism and making money and, you know, uh, the entrepreneurial field has been so focused on that. Like, how can I make, you know, how can I raise a ton of money and make investors 10 times the money and grow? And so that's when we think of entrepreneurs. It's yeah. like, how can I make that next big, you know, unicorn company? And it's so much more than that. And um, it's just exciting to be surrounded by a community of women like this. So thank you for being here. I would agree with that 100%. It feels good. You know, this uh, 
you only get this one life and we only get this one planet and we only get this one chance to make an impact in whatever way that may be. Why would you want to make it about raising a lot of money? What does that do when you're gone? (laughs) You know, like, what does it do? But if you pollute the environment and then you are dead, you just left a really (laughs) horrible legacy, right? Right. Um, So, yeah, I'm I'm just grateful to be. This community is, is really incredible and I'm so impressed that we have it here in in Columbia and uh, I'm grateful to be a part of it myself. Caitlin is a very kind person who is eager to share how Pilates has made a positive difference in her life. She wants those around her to be good people and hopes that her and her clients can set good examples for those around them. Love yourself because I think a lot of our dislike for others comes deeply rooted in a dislike of self or a fear of self Mm -hmm. Um, and don't let fear control you. Go to something by yourself. You'll meet somebody. Talk to a stranger. Nine times out of ten, it's going to be fine. I listen to a lot of true crime, and I still <laughs> go places alone, and it's fine. So, yeah, just don't let fear rule you. And if you ever are scared about going somewhere, just show up at film and say something, and one of us will go with you. There's always someone here down to do anything. It's true. It's true. <laughs> We appreciate everyone listening to Caitlin's story. Remember that you too are a badass and capable of getting shit done in your community. If you are interested in learning more about our community, Femex Columbia, you can check out our website or follow us on social media. Thank you to our sponsors for helping make this podcast possible. And make sure to subscribe and tune into future episodes with more badass women from South Carolina. Once again, I'm Nell, and thank you for listening to Venturing Voices. 